0: We have a show, we have a studio, uh, radio show. I have two friends, they are my co-hosts. This is Jennifer. Thank you for listening to my tribute to the great Pico Taro and his P-P-A-P song. You might be familiar with it. I have a pen. I have an apple. Ah, apple pen. So now that you know what it really sounds like, I don't sound so bad, right? (laughs) I probably do. I don't have his. He has a certain like style flourish. He's a professional comedian. So he knows his stuff. So you are getting just me tonight. That's right. It's a Jennifer solo show. So I hope you're ready for that. Do you think you can handle this? I don't think you can handle this, which is not true. I totally think you can handle this. Please handle this. I don't want to be (laughs) unhandleable. Please join me in my (laughs) pandemic descent (laughs) into madness. (laughs) Nah, it's not really that bad. Well, maybe you should make that judgment call after you've heard the show. So are you all getting kind of the... I don't know what to call it, just, I could use my, one of my favorite words, on en, ennui, the summertime ennui. Like, this summer has been tough, right? There is so much stuff going on. It's, it's overwhelming. So first of all, and this is not listed as to the importance of what's going on, <laughs> just a, a list of things that came to mind. Okay, so it's hot it is just hot here in the valley it's like oppressive and you don't want to go outside and do anything so like you're cooped up but you're like double times cooped up because you're still trying to kind of stay at home because covid and then like california's on fire there's riots and shootings and weird things happening all around there's an election and so there's like a lot of campaigning and people are having a lot of political opinions and a lot of people are very uh, passionate shall we say about what they think should happen and so that's a big thing then you have people who are like I don't want to wear masks I mean nobody wants to wear masks they're uncomfortable like it's hot it kind of makes you feel claustrophobic and like you can't breathe as well it always makes my throat tickle I don't just breathing air, I don't know but it they're not fun and if you're already feeling a little bit off like it doesn't help but so you have people who are like yes masks protect yes masks don't protect I'm just gonna air my opinion I'm wearing the mask even like if it turns out that they do no good like the fact that just maybe it did do some good I would rather save a life or my life because really, you wear masks. Um, from the research I've shown, it seems to help not transmit it versus like not catching it. So really, if you're wearing a mask, you're protecting other people more than yourself. Good. <laughs> if I'm may asymptomatic, I don't want to get anybody sick, and you know it does cut down on my own getting it. So I'm I'm on board. Don't like it, but I'm on board. But all of, like, having to wear masks and people not liking it and being cooped up and uncertainty and unemployment and all these things tend to make people a little less than pleasant. I've just noticed, like, a lot of weird things on our local news, even, where people are doing weird crimes. <laughs> like, And it's a lot of just kind of acting out, like, <laughs> road rage, weird things where or just taking out their stress on other people so I think we're all experiencing it it's not pleasant and I get frustrated when I see people taking their angst out on innocent people like especially people that work in retail or like the people they set up at the front to tell you to wear their mask because like these people are just cogs in the machine they're performing the job that they were hired to do but they didn't make the decision they're not the government (laughs) they're not the CEO they're not the manager they're just trying to make it through the day and to hold them accountable for everything you're dissatisfied with how the world is right now is not really fair so to the people that do that please stop doing that and yeah, I mean, we're all feeling the summertime funk. We are all in it together, right? So I don't have any perfect advice because like I'm struggling with the same things everybody else is. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that I think uh, some aren't aware of how much these things are affecting them. And it's easy to do. This is so TMI. <laughs> if you're a female and you get a period every month Every single month, you will have a moment where you're like, oh, why am I so grouchy? Why do I feel gross? Why do I have acne? Why aren't things fitting? Why am I greasy? What's going on? And then you're like, oh, right, right, right. This is coming. We know what's coming every month. And every month, it is still a shocking surprise. (gasps) And it just kind of goes to show that you can be aware but completely unaware of things happening and how they're affecting you and so sometimes it's good to like sit back and think you know what I feel very off but and just to kind of give yourself like a a break or just kind of yourself a little love and self-care like wow you know what self we're going through a really hard time right now and we're just not feeling it that's okay so I'm gonna play a song that's been going through my head which um is probably not helpful either (laughs) but um Lana Del Rey's summertime sadness because yeah it's a mood Hey everybody, Jennifer with Dream Infringement doing a solo show, kind of just catching you up on everything that's been going on. And probably the thing that stands out most over the past few months is that I quit my job in June. Usually I've quit because I was moving or found like a better job, but I've never just quit to leave a situation like with nothing lined up. But it felt necessary. Two doctors and my counselor, they were all telling me that it was an atmosphere that was not good for me, that I needed to leave. And when I tried to go back um, after my breast cancer surgery, my body was just, like, breaking down. Like, it was like, (laughs) "Oh, you think you're going to go there? (laughs) I don't think you are and kind of made the decision for me and that I couldn't go back to full time. I had the surgery in March and, you know, there's some fatigue and stuff and I was just working on like getting my stamina back and stuff, but it's just different. I don't have a lot of stamina. I am not able to put in a full day like I was before. Um, I try and get out and be active as much as possible. You know try and be healthier and eliminate stresses in my life and I'm just not quite bouncing back like I thought I don't really know if that's I did read a few articles and they said that um, people with pre-existing like anxiety and depression have a harder time recovering from post-surgical fatigue and that can last a while Um, even my physical therapist said that it can take about like six months to a year before you feel like yourself again and this is something that's really easy for me to get anxious about is like is something going wrong or is this truly just part of the process is this normal is this not and people will say well what's normal for you you're an individual everything's going to be different according to like your." makeup and personality and all of that so I don't know and I tried hard not to worry about it but I don't think I'm so good at that part of it I think it's time for a song break this is Hey Julie by Fountains of Wayne Hey Julie look what they're doing to me trying to trip me up trying to wear me down I swear it's so hard to bear it and I'd never make it through without you So I look through all the online postings for jobs. There is not a ten out there for part time, but I'm still like so super fatigued. Like I can barely make it through the day without a nap or two. So I don't know that that's such a bad thing. I don't think I'm actually ready to get out there. Um, and then also being considered high-risk, it's good not to be coming directly into contact, you know, with the diseased public uh, daily. That was a joke. I don't think all the public's diseased. Not like there's a leper colony in the middle of town. Um, also a joke, there is not a leper colony in the middle of town. But the less exposure, the less exposure. So, Yeah. It seems like a better idea to kind of hang tight for a little while, so I'm okay. I am not stressing it, well, yet, I don't know, check back with me in a few months. I have been on a few job interviews, and it's kind of allowed me to get my head back into the game, because my interview skills were a little rusty. I had to update that old resume. Uh, Is there anything more tedious? And I always it never fails i get trapped into this horrible cycle where i have everything perfectly formatted there's like bullet points and all sorts of interesting things happening and then like i'll try and correct one thing and the whole document will like go haywire and go from like two pages to 30 and i'm like "Mm, yeah my microsoft word skills are just so fantastic that uh i can't control it um so they're just tedious i totally understand why people will hire other people to just do, do that cuz and you have to like think of fancy ways to to make yourself sound good i mean cuz you could say i greeted people or you could say like i offered excellent customer service by greeting and directing people to the services you know that they need you could say like I filed things or you know I'm meticulously detail-oriented. Usually I just go to the internet and search the term like sample resume for whatever position I actually have and see what everybody else wrote and then take all the best ones and put it together into one like Franken resume and there we go. (laughs) Success. For as anxiety-ridden as I am, I usually do pretty good in interviews. They don't actually make me that nervous. I kind of go into this zone where I pretend I'm like Barbara Walters, like most interesting people. Or like you're being interviewed after your successful role in a movie and they want to know... um, about how you got into character (laughs) things like that and so i pretend like it's a good thing after the song i'm going to talk about things that i have found helpful prior to interviewing to kind of get prepared so in case you were going through the same thing this is what i do and maybe you also have some amazing tips please feel free to write us. Um, we are at infringement at gmail.com Coming up is Cake with Ain't No Good. When you speak to her Her eyes light up The music spills right into your cup The minstrels play And the waitress brings ice There are pies on a carousel half its slice but watch no good for you. All right, as promised, things I do to prepare for an interview. Helpful tips and tricks, in my opinion only. These do not reflect the views of the station. What I like to do to help get myself prepared is go online and search interview questions and kind of collect the most common ones. Once I have my collection of questions, then I go through and write down how I want to answer each one. So I get some time to think about it, Um, especially like, what's your strength? What's your weakness? How do you deal with conflict? Some of those things are just really hard if you're put on the spot. To just come up with and so if you have already thought it out and you have it in the back of your mind you've been like reading these questions kind of practicing them then you'll come off as a lot more smooth I find that interview questions sometimes there's like trends so you might get people that say give you a lot of like hypothetical situations like what would you do if this happened or that happened how would you handle it uh, then you have people that give you a lot of questions asking for real life scenarios, like tell me about a time when you experienced conflict with a coworker, or tell me about a time that you did this or that. And then you have the what would your coworkers say about you? How would your supervisor or past supervisor describe you? Along with the kind of standard strengths weaknesses and such a lot of companies will say why do you want to work here and as the interviewee your answer is because I need money so I can eat <laughs> they don't every company kind of wants to feel special like wooed a little bit and so really an important thing is to, Go to their website and uh, especially look for their mission statement companies at least the ones I know of spend hundreds thousands of dollars developing a mission statement that like no one ever reads because most people don't care (laughs) but they're (laughs) they're gonna get their money's worth gosh darn it (laughs) so you better mention that mission statement so read their mission statement look about what their goals are what they kind of pride themselves on and those are the some of the key points you want to hit so when they're like why do you want to work here you would say like i really like your policy about you know quality products and that you do a lot for the community or that you're a uh, local business or that you were founded on something whatever they have in their mission statement that sounds good. I mean find something that you actually identify with and then <laughs> then use it. And also while you're on their website, they're usually at the end of an interview they'll say, Do you have any questions for us? And if you can come up with like a really like insightful question, I think that wins you some bonus points. So something like it depends on the kind of company it is but what's your plan for growth or like what are they hoping to uh, accomplish or what goals are they hoping to meet this year or things kind of like that that shows that you're interested in the success of the company overall uh, they kind of like that but I don't know. It just seems like those things really make a difference. Uh, the other thing is uh, dress appropriate to where you're going. That's always important. I think most people know that, but you know, sometimes people don't. So dress accordingly <laughs> to where you're going to work. One of the other things is, like, Google where the company is. If you don't know, take a test drive. Because even if you get there on time, like, getting lost along the way and thinking you might be late just kind of sabotages your calm, cool, collected (laughs) vibe. Now you're frazzled. Now you're worried. Now you're, like, just gives you a lot of adrenaline and gets you riled up that you don't need. And we have another song for you. I thought to myself... I wonder if there is a cover of Eve Six's Inside Out song that sounds nothing like Eve Six's Inside Out song. And there is, what? I love a good cover that makes songs sound just completely different than how you have conceptualized them. So this is a cover by Shaylee Simeone. It could be Simone, S-I-M-E-O-N-E. I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the right, but black there only made inside. I swallow my doubt, turn it inside out, find nothing but faith in nothing. I want to put my tender heart in a blender, spin around to a beautiful Okay, awesome. I love a good cover, and I think that definitely was a different interpretation. the song gave it a really different sound and style so cool anyhow this is jennifer and you're listening to dream infringement we're just a little bit past the halfway point and you're listening to kskq 89.5 fm ashland oregon and kskq translator k231cw 94.1 FM Medford, Oregon also streaming at KSKQ.org If this is your first time listening uh, We like to tell stories and play songs usually there's three of us. It's me and then Bobby and Emily they're a co-host in the studio co-host in life uh, husband and wife power couple but due to unforeseen occurrences. It is just me. So, <laughs> if you don't like just me, stick around for next week, because there will be other, other people talking, and then it will be better for you. <laughs> don't lose hope. Don't give up. Stick with it. I've been sharing just some random pieces about my life, including the fact that I quit my job in June and then i proceeded to talk about job interviews for a long time and i'm not even done i have a follow-up to that i've been on both sides of the interview and sometimes people weren't hired because they were overqualified like we knew they would be bored it wasn't going to get them where they wanted to go so if someone doesn't hire you I mean yeah it could be that they didn't like you but then it's good that they didn't hire you you don't want them to hire you already not liking you so if someone doesn't feel you're like a right a good fit trust them you did not want that job anyways because they don't think you're a good fit which is a bummer but sometimes they know things and sometimes it's actually even like a kindness it's not a you're not good enough but it's like you're too good so don't get too discouraged by that it's not always the rejection that we think that it is I've literally gone up to people in parking lots who like I'd sat in 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 on an interview with who didn't get the job and been like you know I just really wanted you to know that we all really liked you we thought you were amazing (laughs) that's kind of the problem is that you are amazing and you have all these skills and capabilities and you want to grow and you want to learn and in this job there's not opportunity for growth there's not opportunity to reach any of the goals that you stated that you had like it's a simple job with like no room for upward movement and for some people that is completely okay that's what they're looking for and then other people they really want to be able to get ahead to progress to get to higher levels to take on more responsibility to grow and for those kind of people like that's not a satisfying job environment you know like they're gonna get bored they're gonna need just more and so I hope they know that it was never a rejection you know and me talking to them it was just more of an acknowledgement of like it wasn't based on you or that we thought you weren't a good worker or that you were lacking in any way in fact it was kind of the opposite so i don't know hopefully that did something for her self-esteem or not i couldn't really tell but i i mean i felt better which of course making myself feel better was the important part anyways so just kidding, just kidding. I think it's time for a song break. I'm gonna go with "Roads" by Portishead. Like my '90s roots are just showing up tonight, so <laughs> please join me for a touch of nostalgia. To Hey! All right! All right! All right! Oh, I'm quoting something, and I don't know what it is. What if it? What if it's from something really bad? Oh, well, I don't know. If it's bad, I didn't know it was from something bad. I just, yeah. Anyway, Jennifer here. Man, it reminds me. This one time, I had, so I have this ex-boyfriend, and he would kind of get in this like, like salesman mode sometimes. And you could tell because he would say everything twice. And I was like, he's doing it. It's it's everything twice day. He'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Got to go there, got to go there. <laughs> like, everything was twice. <laughs> I don't know. I Maybe he was just kind of like distracted. And so he was like, well, I'm just going to put something out there. and But my I'm thinking of something else entirely. But like you're placated. I have responded to you. And since I said it twice, it seemed like a lot of response. I don't know. That's my guess <laughs> So everything twice everything twice. It's not as nice uh, Where is it going? Oh, yeah, so uh, I've been at home I have had some time on my proverbial hands and so I decided to take on some DIY projects because I find when I Like I'm at home a lot. I notice things and then it begins to bother me. <laughs> like, I don't want to look at this this way anymore. So, since I had busted out ye old sewing machine to make masks, I decided that I would make some slip covers for my dining table chairs. I've been meaning to do that for the last two years. They were kind of like a dingy white. And whoever upholstered them the dingy white it used like 50 industrial staples on everything and i was like i don't have the constitution to remove these i really hate those staples and so i thought you know what i really admire in a dining room table chair is that you can take it off and wash it so i but i wanted like Not just your average slip cover So I learned how to do Like it's hard A box seam So I could get like a really nice tailored fit on the top And then on the bottom Was all like gathered with elastic Which I don't like sewing with elastic Because You're like (laughs) It's like a tug of war with yourself With the sewing machine in the middle But they turned out pretty good Like I had to do a mock-up pattern And know i spent like eight bucks on fabric so that made me feel good and then i took on the biggest diy project that i've ever taken on i'm not mechanically inclined but i can handle some of like the exterior interior stuff on my car and the car ceiling which is called a headliner mine was disintegrating and i was calling it my trash person car because It was just hanging in the back and I tried to get like adhesive like spray adhesive and like put it back up there But it just was disintegrating. So all I ended up with was like Horrible fabric dust (laughs) glued to me. That was not the intended goal So I watched a bunch of videos on YouTube how to take it out how to prep the headliner How to lay the like foam backed fabric on it how to reinstall it and and it's not that hard to get it out of your car. It's just like a lot of little screws and you have to pop off a lot of panels. It's just tedious. I got it out of the car. It's basically like fiberglass covered cardboard. Maybe it weighs four to five pounds. But that piece of fiberglass cardboard, new, is anywhere from like 700 to 1500, depending on like what your car model is and the estimated price that they give to have it like redone like I was trying to do was about $350 so we don't want to spend that no we don't so I bought the fabric and that was about $35 and the adhesive was about 20 so we're into $50 plus sweat equity dun, dun, dun. so I got it removed and the fabric peeled right off, but then there was like all this gunky foam stuff. It really didn't want to budge. I'm thankful that my parents have power tools, and so I had like a drill with like this wire brush extension, and that just like powered through it, and then I was terrified and didn't want to touch it because I always get scared about the final part of projects, (sighs) but I finally like set everything out. You spray the adhesive, which comes like shooting out in kind of like a web formation. It's not like a solid stream, but it's it's kind of cool, right on, right on the fabric, curl it around, cut out the holes, wait for a while for it to dry overnight in this case, and then I put it in the car. I did have a, a scary moment with the dome light, whatever it's called. There's a few screws, and I unscrewed the wrong one. There is one screw that's holding together the switch. <laughs> it's not holding it to the car. It is something you should leave alone. (laughs) So I unscrewed it and like little pieces of things just like flew everywhere and I was concerned. But what's inside that switch is interesting. Sorry, it's the on-off switch and it is a tiny, tiny little spring and a little metal ball bearing. When you switch it like the metal contacts with different things and turns it on and off. So all in all, it's not perfect, but For my first attempt at anything like this, it turned out pretty good. And I don't think anyone will notice things as much as I do because I'm far more critical. So it's nice to drive around and no longer have the back half of the fabric trying to peel off the ceiling. So I'm going to consider that mission accomplished. This is Sharon Van Etten with the song We Are Fine. Trying hard to breathe. Had another follow up in the chapter about Ignatius Weatherbottom, the bird that kept us all up because he would start screaming at four in the morning and wouldn't stop until about 10. And his favorite tree was this very tall tree across the street from where I lived. And so like sometimes Ignatius would like fly over and like stare at me through the kitchen window or he'd like kind of like fly and stare at me while I was walking, cause he's Ignatius, that's what he does. And one day I noticed he was in my yard looking sad at first I thought he had had like some friends over to his tree but he'd been ousted from his tree like he'd been bullied from his tree and he was just like staring up at them and kind of like pretending to eat rocks or something (laughs) I don't know what he was doing and that that was sad and then (laughs) he got his tree back and I came back the next day and the tree was gone I don't know how the neighbor's Swiftly dispatched such a giant tree. It was very big (laughs) They took away his entire tree and he moved away and we haven't had to hear him anymore Which I'm not sad about that part, but I kind of miss the tree itself because it was pleasant. It was nice I'm assuming they had some sort of root issue or something we had a problem with a mouse So I thought Swirly was our mouse cat, like semi-feral neighborhood mouse cat. But our neighbor on the other side of the fence has the mouse cat. But he let us know that every autumn there is an owl that resides in the tree. And like that owl is no joke. He was like, lady down the street keeps buying chihuahuas and they keep disappearing. I'm pretty sure it's the owl. And I was like, what? and he was like it's got it's tried to get my cat like three times he's like i saw it once it grabbed the cat and it got as high as like the roof of the house and the cat was like you know doing what cats do when they don't want to be taken away and eaten and killed by an owl and so the owl gave up and dropped it like from that height but he said, like that owl takes care of any mice in the vicinity. Like your mice troubles are over. He's on patrol. So I guess we just need to to wait till the autumn months, and then our crazy neighborhood demon owl that <laughs> eats domesticated animals will show up. Somehow, I have never seen an owl in real life in the like in the wild. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I mean, not the death and destruction in it it will leave in its wake but just seeing an owl I don't know they're kind of interesting and cool looking and I I might have fantasized them in my mind because of Labyrinth and David Bowie I don't know (laughs) this is definitely not Jareth the Goblin King uh living on the end of my street though so we know that and it's time for a song break don't you think I think so since we are speaking of mice let's go with modest mouse and float on So yeah, I walk, I walk a lot. I know everything about our neighborhood, everything about the surrounding neighborhoods because I also take pictures. I take a lot of pictures because that's kind of my hobby. That's the way I stay grounded. Like I said, I deal with some anxiety issues as you know and walking also makes me anxious but (laughs) I'm trying not to be agoraphobic. So usually taking pictures will help pull me out of myself a little bit and I'll get caught up in like, is that a nest? I just saw a nest or different things like that. It's helpful for me. And I had an emotional event a few weeks ago so there's this like a really really long pathway to a park and it's kind of in a weird spot it's behind all these houses and then there's like a field and a river and a few weeks before like my surgery i was having a rough day and couldn't stop crying and I didn't want to cry in my apartment I, I cry in my apartment too much like I don't want it to be synonymous with like oh here's your apartment here is where we cry this is the apartment of sorrow and weeping every place there was just like people and you don't want to like break down and cry in front of people and so I went to go to the park it was under construction there was like bulldozers and men tearing things up and stuff so I was like the parkway path so I had a little blanket and I sat down by the river in between the the roots of like a tree trunk and cried and cried and cried but it was like very peaceful because too because you could hear the the water and it's like shady there's a little bit of a breeze it kind of felt like the tree was trying to give me like a hug but not in a creepy the last unicorn way but just like a there there friend of nature tree hug and I cried And cried and then I went over to somebody else's house and cried at them and then I finally went home and cried in my own apartment. So I hadn't walked past there since March and I decided to someone had put up a bench in that spot and it kind of felt like I'm pretty sure it was like the county (laughs) park development or whatever but it really felt like someone was like oh don't sit on the ground poor crying girl here is a bench for you. It just seemed so purposeful I know it wasn't but it really felt intended so I sat on that and then I cried again because I was kind of touched and I don't know it just it hit a chord I feel like I've seen that plot in a k-drama somewhere where the very rich guy who likes the poor girl notices that she doesn't have a place to sit and like puts a bench in her honor I know there's one where guy like reserves her a room forever at a coffee house with her own table and chair and I th- I think it would be effective <laughs> it's, there's something kind of homey about benches anyways we covered a lot of ground did we not? we did we covered bird betrayal owls of terror car repair uh, how to have a successful job interview and handle rejection that's a lot of stuff So, <laughs> Bobby and Emily will be back, I promise <laughs> So I will play you out with this song Since I kind of started with the pineapple pen guy I'm going to play an s- actual song by him It is Pico with a hand washing song That's very similar to his pineapple pen song Oh, you're going to get this one stuck in your head. B-B-A-B. And we'd also like to thank you so very much for listening to Dream Infringement, supporting our show. I have a handle. I have a soap.